0: Welcome to Talking Not Ranting, my name is Alistair Field.
1: And I'm Greg Smith. I'm Greg Smith.
0: That's it, you gotta, you gotta own it, man. Yeah, yeah,
1: okay, yeah, yeah, take two. <laughs> no, just kidding.
0: <laughs> Listen, folks, uh, welcome to our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. Today's episode, The Chaos. Ah, The Chaos.
1: <sighs> How's that for sound effects? We, we need a sound effect,
0: I mean, yeah. I, we have a sound effects... Kind of a little bored here,
1: but I haven't programmed anything, so uh, I'll review that situation. Well, you and I are talking. Uh, we talked. We we uh, we'll probably talk about this. We went to the the grill, the, the original diner. diner that we uh, we uh, started all this about. And I was telling uh, Alistair when he described the topic for this week being the chaos. My daughter and I are watching Willow, and my daughter is a uh, you know she 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 and I are both kind of geeky in regards to you know science fiction kind of. Uh, Lucas and that type of thing. And uh, there's this whole piece around the chaos. So the chaos was pretty mucky. So uh and it can be also pretty mucky at work. I went back uh to get smart. uh uh-huh. Get smart, chaos, yes. Chaos with a K. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I went on this. So for, for anyone who is uh younger than uh I don't know, 50? <laughs> um 60. 60. <laughs> get Smart was this great show in the 70s, 60s and 70s. Uh, that uh, was about a, a really um, uh, uh, complicated and clumsy kind of like a Mister Bean, probably the early early of a Mister Bean kind of, but he was a spy and it was it was hilarious. So. He was simple. He was simple. Okay. You know, when I used to work at Campbell Soup, there was a walkway between one building to another building, and as you walk through towards it, the the door open. And every time I went there, I, I I would I would hum in my mind there was a theme song. that I can't remember right now, but it was it was it was pretty good. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Uh I'll that's set, why I digress. Why, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Next thing you know, we're gonna go into old, old shows that we used to watch. <laughs> that's right. So let's set the stage here. Greg and I have been friends for a long time. We've both been managers for a long time. We've both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development. In every episode, we're gonna discuss a situation where we and others have Missed the mark. We will start at the perspective of the employee, then move on to the manager. We're going to discuss how we have observed others successfully manage these situations, and we're always going to have an underlying theme of a good discussion. I think we will once again have a good discussion. I agree. So, the chaos. You find yourself in a situation of turmoil. Maybe change is coming. Maybe someone has left. Maybe you are leaderless. Maybe you don't know what is going on, and you experience some or all of the following. What is going on? People are in and out. People are saying one thing, but doing another. Nothing is being said. Some people are being alarmist. Who can you listen to? So Greg, what's up with this? How important is this subject and how does this affect our relationships and the work environment?
1: Well, you know, it's like often we'll talk about the spin that can be created and, um, we are actually, I think, in another situation of chaos. You know, they this almost, it's almost cyclical in how it's approached. You know, it was, I think when folks were uh, coming to the end of the first phase or whatever we call the uh, COVID and things were kind of starting to come back to normal, but then now we're hearing about massive layoffs in tech Um Supply chain is getting better, but, but it's still there are some blips along the way. And so there is more spin and change that's happening. And sometimes folks just feel um, in this state of chaos. And when you're in a state of chaos, you can't concentrate You can't focus on what you're supposed to do. Um, You get worried. Mental health issues accelerate. It just can become so crunchy. And, you know, sometimes we don't know what's going on. Even as a manager, we don't know what's going on. But however you can find ways to minimize chaos or provide a bit of clarity in chaos is a beautiful thing. Because when you're in it, it's, it's it's like a spin cycle.
0: So for me, uh, there's two things I think about in terms of chaos and they're uh, experiential. The first one is a dynamic situation where somebody creates chaos and, and doesn't assist in dealing with it. And I can think of one occasion in the police where we had, uh, we were looking for somebody and we figured out they were in a house and we uh, had gone to the house and realized we had a barricaded situation. Mm. And so followed procedures, we surrounded the place, called for the TAC team to come up. and and one of our supervisors was in the station for a meeting and decided to get on the radio and tried to manage the situation from five kilometers away Mm. and everybody at the call was senior we had it all worked out and it was a really busy night on the radio so we all switched over to a secondary channel so we could just talk amongst ourselves and and uh, he didn't make the switch uh not that i switched it over on purpose but um you know, so we were there, and uh, the the person figured out what was going on, and ended up walking out of the back door, uh, right towards some of the coppers on containment, and it it was over. It was mm-hmm. all good, and and so just that in that situation, you know, do you, as a supervisor, as a manager, during a dynamic situation, maybe a crisis situation. What are you bringing to that situation? Like, are you actually in a position to manage it? Do you trust the people that are handing, hang, you know, handling the situation? And I found that situation, the person was very disruptive and brought chaos to what was going on. It wasn't until we made a net switch into another channel because there's other things going on. On Like I worked in a very busy place. And, and so another dispatcher talked to us on a secondary channel. It was just us. So we could deal with, where are you guys? What are we doing? Okay, you know, uh, the tactical teams, you know, 15 minutes out. Um, is everybody okay everybody have what they need and uh you know so a couple spotters were saying yeah I, I can see some movement in this place and we were in no hurry to do nothing but until we made that switch over and got ourselves out of the main radio channel because all sorts of other things were going on mm. uh and, and i just thought the chaos caused by that supervisor trying to run something from five kilometers away with no visual no idea. It it was just it was so difficult. And we ended up once we made the net changeover, we're good. It all worked out well. Everybody knew everybody knew what they were doing. Right. And and it was fine. And then the other one is uh where I've experienced chaos, not in a while, but it's over, and you kind of mentioned COVID, and it wasn't COVID, but there's been times when there's been change or something's going on and it's over a longer period of time. And because people aren't talking, there isn't proper explanations people are leaving all of a sudden and those types of things cause a lot of chaos because people feel unsettled there's no direction there's no information things are happening that are not explained and that does cause chaos and people are trying to get their job done but like you know I was working with Greg and he's not here now like who's doing what he was doing and who has the side of the project or the side of the thing we're doing that he was doing mm. and and the, and so there's been to me, in my experience, there's two types of chaos. One is a situational one where somebody is just causing all sorts of problems. And the other one is this kind of a longer-term situation where things are happening, there's no explanation, and, and that just causes chaos in the workplace. So th- th- when I wrote this, those were kind of the two things I was thinking about from my experience.
1: Yeah, well, I, it's interesting because I think you're almost talking about the two ends of the pole. Yeah, if there's a range of things, you know, on one hand is somebody, you know, and they they are... The situation is not exact, but it is a situation usually of a lot of change, um, some confusion, um, higher stress levels in both the police situation you talked about and the other situation you talked about that was a, a more of a corporate environment. But both situations heightened energy, um, some confusion, some stress, uh, and lots of change. That's the commonality. But how people responded, you described really two interesting polls. One is and and let's let's talk about you know, it might be good intention. That leader, uh the copper, the senior copper who thought they were helping, you know, most people don't jump in. To make things worse, they actually believe they're helping or putting some forward. It's misinformed, and you know, it's we talk a lot in our podcast about the difference between intention and impact. And that, that, but sometimes uh, chaos. And I'm as a manager, and I know we're going to talk about this, is when we're way too involved, and and we don't allow space for our people to do what they need to do. But the other side is when you're not involved at all, and there's and there's nothing. Uh, and in a vacuum, then chaos is almost a bubbling up, self-mitigating self, uh, self uh, um, uh, uh, situation, or self-trying self, uh, um, uh, to think of the word, like, you know, when you brew something up, it brews itself when, when you just allow it to sit with no information. So both sides. And you know what? We got to move along that continuum as a manager. When you're in those areas of stress, sometimes you got to... Give you got to know what's going on. We'll talk about this, but it's, I just love the fact that you captured almost both ends. And now let's talk about what are some of the things that managers, leaders can do that are probably along that spectrum somewhere, somewhere, you know, because if you have people that don't know anything, sometimes you got to dive in and take over. That's um, right. But it, it is, we'll talk about that. But sometimes when you have people who are very informed and knowledgeable within the change situation, it's about, um, uh, uh, protecting. It's about uh, providing space. It's about providing resources. You know all those kinds of things. So I'm looking forward to this discussion.
0: So what are some of these common sense things as a manager to help deal
1: with the situation?
0: The first one: what is going on? Get your perspective solid. Know what you know.
1: Right. And and also know. Uh, you know this is where we talk about knowing who's in the situation. Like, what are the skills that are in place? What's happening? Uh, What's the best role that you can play? What's the role that you should stay out of? You know, uh, but that's really doing your upfront um, analysis. Get a sense of what's happening here before you dive in to either do nothing or do something too much.
0: I call it situational awareness. It is. Yeah. And, And so many people, like I've met so many smart people that walk around. It's like, you need to slow down for a second and understand what's going on see the relationships see the processes that are involved and and so when I say get your perspective solid it's that situational awareness Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. yeah definitely
0: and what is in your control let's face it we've all been in situations we where we don't have total control of everything so you know one of the questions I always ask myself in this situation what do I have control of
1: yeah and I would say there's probably layers to that there's what do I have control individually as a manager What do we have control over our area of responsibility and what don't we have, but really helping not only yourself, but also others see what is within control and what's not in control. And we're going to we can talk about that. But, you know, uh, Stephen Covey had that circle. We've talked about it a couple of times, the circle of control. Which is, this is stuff that you can actually impact. And especially in chaos, giving people a grounding point that they feel that they've got some ownership over something is a powerful way to settle things down. Um, a set circle of influence is the next one, next rim. And that's about if there's things that we can influence to make better again, that's a little bit of control, but there's all kinds of stuff outside that you have no center of uh, concern. You might be concerned about it, but you don't have influence or don't have control. So i love this one as a leader, identify both personally and collectively, what do we have control? And I would add, what do we have influence on? Mm. And actually... I like that influence comment. And and having a dialogue with the team um, is a settling thing. And when you're in chaos, the more you can settle, the better it will be. You'll never settle everything, but you can settle some things.
0: And do you have a plan to tell people what's going on? Now, there's sometimes there's some things you can't share because it's not ready yet or whatever. But have you given some thought to how you're going to tell people about what's going on?
1: Yeah, yeah. And here's what I know. And here's what I don't know are really beautiful things. Um, And here's what I'm going to commit to doing to keep you informed. Here's what I know. Here's what I don't know. And here's what I'm going to commit to do. Those are three really simple approaches. And most people just want to feel heard and feel that you have their back and you're, you're, uh, helping support them in the best way. They want they want to be, feel supported. And if you can share those three things and, and keep updating those three things and be committed and consistent, that's going to be good.
0: And if you don't do that, you lose trust.
1: You do, you do. And, you know, sometimes stuff changes and you might say, here's what I know. And then something changes, but then just be honest and saying, you know, just, you know, last week when I told you this, this was my best understanding of it. Things have changed and here's what I've discovered. And now we're going in a different direction. I like that. Yeah.
0: And talk about what is what. Do so in an informed, controlled, and sensitive way. Like it's one thing to communicate with people, but to communicate in a way that's sensitive, that's appropriate to the situation. You know, sometimes people say, well, I told them what was going on. Yeah, but you were yelling.
1: Yeah. Right?
0: You're upset when you said it.
1: I agree. Uh, In many of our podcasts, we talk about this. and It is, uh, you know, this whole attention of uh, the difference between intention and impact. Um, so first of all, you may have good intentions, but if you don't think about how it's going to land, it can show up all kinds of different things. I always recommend that we have on our podcast before we've talked about this is thinking about who's my audience, what are they going through and what's the context of what they're experiencing, how best do they receive information and they're going to be different depending on the people you talk to and, and then really taking time and thinking, how do I want to show up? i i i am i i tell uh leaders so many times taking time up front to think through those questions again who am i talking to what are they experiencing right now what are they looking for how do i want to show up what are the messages i want just do that thinking part up front uh 10 minutes even uh and get yourself grounded your um communications will be so much stronger and they will sense your empathy because you've actually thought about it before going in there.
0: It helps with the execution.
1: Oh, it does.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I got to tell you, years and years ago, uh, I ended up kind of mentoring some newer supervisors and stuff like that. And uh, they were saying, oh, I got to go talk to somebody. I said, okay, what's the plan? They go, what are you talking about? Said, what's the plan? Mm-hmm. They go, what do you mean? I said, do you know what you want at the end of this conversation? Because mm-hmm. I'll tell you right now, even now to this day, if I have a serious conversation, I know what my end game is mm-hmm. i know and i think how could this possibly go wrong mm-hmm. and how would i deal with that mm-hmm. and where how do i want it to go right and i think about these things so that i'm not surprised when i'm having a conversation and say we're doing this podcast and you all of a sudden go give me some serious uh, pushback i'm ready for it buddy all right right right, <laughs> right yeah you yeah but, but you know it to me if the conversation is that important, then it's that important enough that you plan for it so that you can execute it. No, like you can only control your side of it, but you should think about, well, what happens if Greg gets really upset? Yeah. What am I going to do with that? Or Greg, you know, all the, you know, of course we want to share stuff with each other and the other person go, yeah, I like that. I like that. But there's times when, you know, you go, well, yeah. And, and, and so what you're doing is you're, you're putting your, your spin on it, but I think if you got an important conversation, it pays to do that homework ahead of time so that, you know, even so you think about what you want done with this. Like, yeah. what do you want to do? I want to just keep people informed so that, you know, we're all upset about this, but at least they're informed enough so they know what's going on.
1: You know, you talked about before, you know, because if I show up and I, I can accelerate chaos. Yes. Easily. And, and with no intentions, If but I haven't, haven't been thoughtful And if I show up with a higher energy than I should, if I react in a way because I haven't thought through what I want to say, if I come across stumbly because I'm not clear on my points, all those things are accelerators of chaos. And you don't want that. You want to to mitigate. You want to slow it down. You want to just figure out how to – there will always be some chaos, but less chaos is better.
0: I call one the hype man Mm -hmm. and the other the cooler. Mm -hmm. You want to be the cooler. That's right. That's right? right. And answer the questions and don't fake the ones you don't know the answer to. We've all seen those people that all of a sudden start trying to answer some question and in like three seconds, you know, they don't know the answer. Nobody's Mm -hmm. told them or they don't want to tell us and they're kind of spinning up there. It's like, just say you don't know. I'm fine with that, right? Yeah. That's a great question. Thank you. I'm going to see if I can get that answer for you. That means something rather than somebody kind of obfuscating, you know, for three minutes about something and it's like, okay, they don't know what the answer is.
1: Who are they fooling? Yeah. And, you know, if you're not sure, pause, breathe, uh, inquire a little bit, say, you know, Alistair, uh, so what I think I hear you're asking me is this, have I got it right? Or is there more to it? You know, because sometimes you need to just dive below the surface because the first question isn't Isn't really really the question. Isn't really the question. And so as a leader, your goal is to really unearth the things that are bubbling up below. What's important
0: to this person, to this group? Right, right. And I agree. so,
1: so asking that question, and I love the fact, you know, I always said there's three ways to answer: yes, no, I don't know. But here's what I'm going to do. I agree. Easy answers uh, in in most situations, but don't always, you know, be curious uh, and and uh, dive deeper.
0: And execute the things you're supposed to deal with. There's nothing more soothing in, in something we say, listen, we've got this, you know, things are a little out of control right now. These are the four things we absolutely have to get done. Oh, they're done. Perfect. You know, and even putting things up on a whiteboard and listing them and crossing them off, you know, in, in a time of stress, psychologically, that is so good. Mm-hmm. People are going, oh yeah, we're getting some work done. Oh, there's a couple new things. Okay, good. We know what to do next. You know, executing things that you're supposed to do during a crisis, like tasks and things like that. Oh, somebody talked to Greg, somebody talked to whoever. It really does calm the situation. People like to work through something. And if they see, especially if they see a list where you're crossing off stuff Mm. or you've got project management software, whatever you're using, uh, it is so, so helpful.
1: Yeah, you know, Kanban uh, in Agile, uh, you know, when you have the boards up, you have the, I think boards are powerful. Uh, and if Visual. you're, if, Visual's you're good. if you're in person, they're great. But if you don't, if you there's lots of on online things where you can, when you can see actually movement towards the goal and, and also, um, uh, check off, checking off things, it can be because pro- again, it settles things. It, it feels, oh, well, maybe we have a little bit of control. We're moving in the right direction. We're moving out of this chaos into something better.
0: And be approachable. Even if it's hard, even if you're yourself as the manager, as the leader under a lot of stress be approachable uh hey boss how's it going good greg how are you doing good okay right yeah like you know i think it's just good for
1: everybody involved well and we know that as humans when it gets stressy we smell fear we smell fear but when also it gets when it gets tough our instinct is to hide Or run away, you know, fight fight, or fight. fight, Right. So, so, but uh, we always recommend, you know, I've been involved in a lot of stuff like, like plant shutdowns and those kinds of things. And you've been uh,
0: Scrooge before.
1: I have been, but as a leader, what we, what we always recommend is, is actually enhance presence. During difficult situations. Walk the floor. Walk the floor. Be in there. Be aware. Ask the questions. It's tough, but you yeah. got to do it. It is. It's not our natural instinct, but it's the right thing to do.
0: And at the end of whatever was going on, take a look at yourself. Did you do your best? What can you learn from this experience?
1: You know, we, uh, in our fast-paced world, we, we don't take enough time to stop and reflect um, and learn. Uh, all the time because we're on to the next thing, you know, and I think we've shared in the podcast before, I'm certain we have, the what went well, even better if. Even having that dialogue, not just internally with yourself, but also with your group and say, okay, we just got through that, it's important for us to continue to learn. So uh, in order for us to kind of continue to move forward, what what went well Um, and even better if. And asking questions, collect that data, and then put it someplace where you can resource it to learn from it. But it's a good practice anyways. And uh, most… Um, How do you get better? Yeah. yeah, And, and it also closes things. Closure. Closure is really important. So having that is really, really helpful. So, uh, yeah, in addition to learning, it's a great piece around closure.
0: And as employees, there are a couple of things we can do to assist. Admit to yourself your feelings about what is going on it is the first step you know admitting that uh, you're anxious about something or you're scared or you're nervous or whatever you are it's so important just to admit that to yourself to just take stock and say okay this is making me a little nervous and and then it's just so much easier to move forward if you you know if you just admit that those are the feelings that you're having maybe it's anger i don't know but you guys say yeah listen greg yeah i'm a little angry right now like this is totally out of control like you know i didn't kind of sign up for this so And then, of course, as the manager, our job is, okay, let's talk about what we're going to be doing. And then you put people into the program and get things going.
1: Yeah, and I think that should be on the top of the list of the other one, too. Because as a leader, uh, now it's always a fine balance here. But um, it is okay to say, I'm feeling crunchy about this. Or I'm, you know, uh, I I know this is stressful for folks. Uh, I, too, am stressed about this. And so here's what I want to think about. I want to think about what can I can control. So it it is actually you can start with the emotions and then move to what do I have control over. So it's but it but actually admitting it because if the leader admits that they're feeling things and kind of going forward, that will actually open the space. Gives other people permission. Yeah, and then move to acknowledgement of it, and then uh, in investigating it. You know whether I have that tool called sail, which is stop and breathe as the S, acknowledge and accept that this is what we're going through and this is what we're feeling. Uh, Investigate what's within our control. You know, what are the things that we might be able to do and then uh, learn and let go and leverage whatever you need to do. So there are lots of really great simple models that as a leader you can do, but as an employee, a team member, you can do as well.
0: And when you can ask the questions, I find it really helpful when there's a lot of stuff going on. Somebody starts asking questions. It helps me as a manager to get my house in order and, okay, oh, this is what people are concerned about. Okay, that's good. Uh, I was thinking that that might be an issue. I love it when people, when you know, in a respectful way, when we're in kind of a attention packed situation and people ask questions, it really helps me to kind of format what I should be doing, what I should be talking about. That communication is so important.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I will remind folks of the three unarguable uh, statements. I think, I feel, I sense. So if you're a team member and you know that if you're thinking about something, feeling something or sensing something's going on, you know that there's others in the room that are doing it. And so you can lead where you are to say, hey, you know what? I'm sensing that some of us aren't as clear about where we're going on this thing. Am I the only one here or is there something else? Or I'm feeling a little anxious about it. Is there anything that we can, are others feeling that? And is there anything we can do to reduce the anxiousness? Those are powerful things. So it's almost taking that first thing around what you're feeling, but adding thinking or sensing and then asking a question.
0: And listen to what you're being told. And keep an open mind. Mm. So so often people check out, you, you know, I've been in meetings like that person already isn't listening to me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm not getting anything back from them. I'm not getting the questions. And I'm not sure how they feel about this thing. They're checked out. Mm-hmm. If somebody's talking to you about something, listen. And not everybody's great at talking. But listen to what they have to say. And keep an open mind. Like, you know, it's not a conspiracy thing out there all the time. You know, maybe there's things you do need to watch out for. But listen. And and keep an open mind about what's going on.
1: Well, you know, we end each of our podcasts with the uh, hope people uh, feel a little joy, a little bit of peeve. And and we say that you can learn from either of them. And so this is a point around this one is that especially when you're annoyed at something or really uh, don't believe something or your anger or your anxiousness is is flying high, there's usually something in there to discover. So how do you create the space? And even if it's not in that moment... Um, how do you actually keep focused, be curious? Um, uh, someone suggested the other day that if, especially in situations where you don't want to listen or you're annoyed at the person, imagine the person is a four-year-old child Mm -hmm. telling you something and it just shifts, you know, it gets you curious. So uh, I just love that idea uh, of, of in the midst, just imagine the person's a five-year-old child or four-year-old child, then how would you listen differently uh, in that case,
0: and sometimes what is going on isn't about you. Sometimes the troubles are way above you. Quite often, we, you know, we'll see something going on, and it's like, oh, they're, you know, this is about me. And and sometimes you want the chaos just isn't about you. It's a natural default for a lot of us to feel defensive that, oh, you know, this is, you know, I'm ultimately going to pay for whatever's going on here. It's it's, but. Quite often, that's just not the case. We just go there really, really quickly.
1: Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talked earlier in the manager section about this whole idea of what's in control and what's in your influence. Well, if your manager hasn't brought that up, you can say that too. Well, uh, you know, you can say, obviously, this is, this is, there's a lot of stuff here that's beyond our control. I'm wondering if we might just chat about what's the stuff we can control or influence. So if your manager hasn't led you down that pathway, the team down the pathway, why not ask the question themselves to get it uh, a little bit more focused?
0: Greg, what, what can we do here? Right. What are the tasks that need to be addressed? Right, right. And support one another. There's a healthy comfort with others. And, uh, you know, if there's some chaos on and, and somebody's going to go talk to the boss, go with them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Have a little, you know, you know, pop-up meeting. Why not?
1: Yeah, and you know, each of us is different. I use uh, lots of tools in my coaching and and uh, consulting, you know, things like Colby or Enneagram and uh, Myers-Briggs DISC, all those type of things. But one of the things what we do know is that people deal with things differently. Mm-hmm. Some people are a lot more anxious uh, based upon innately who they are and, and or their experiences that they've had. So just be sensitive and compassionate to folks. And sometimes that's just noticing The person who's beside you this seems really worried and saying, hey, Alistair, are you okay? I I know this is stressful, um, but if you want to chat, I'm here. Because you know what? If you can help your coworkers settle, they'll help the rest of the work get settled and move forward. Because if they're spinny, they're not going to be able to do their stuff. And if they feed into anything that you do, and it, it just gets complicated. So
0: Everything's contagious too.
1: Everything's contagious and everything's connected.
0: And there may be changes on the horizon. It happens in organizations all the time. And there's lots of us that don't like change. But uh, I think you and I, were at a certain age and stage, so we have a certain expectation that change happens fairly often. And so um, it doesn't mean that you're always okay with it, but there has to be uh, an acknowledgement that change does happen and maybe the situation you're in, uh, it does need to change for you as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. And again, that comes back to that beautiful, so okay, stuff is going to change. So what's within my control? What isn't? Where do I put my energy and efforts? And and what do I need to know to help get through this?
0: And there's times when the chaos is extreme and uh, sometimes it's stuff uh, outside of your control. Maybe it's outside of control of the company or the organization you work with. You have permission to check out and go elsewhere. If your time is done there and you just realize it's done and you go, listen, there's a huge changes coming here. I have the opportunity to go somewhere else or to take a break or whatever it is, give yourself permission to do that. You're not being disloyal. You're not running away from from something. If your time is done and you know you can see, you know, on the horizon that it's 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 just over, then give yourself permission.
1: Yeah, and time might be short term, right? It might be, you know, uh, if you're in a meeting even to say, hey, you know what, uh, I need some space. Can we continue this conversation, you know, um, in an hour or so? I just need to take a walk to get my head together and uh, so that I can be fully present for this conversation. So that might be the checkout or it might be, you know, I need the rest of the week. You know, I just had one of my colleagues just got back from a two week vacation and you, you know me i've been kind of s- singing the song of take two weeks off a vacation in a row for years well this is a fr- you execute that well i do because you know for me it was like about 15 20 years ago that someone forced me to take two weeks off and i thought I came back refreshed, renewed. Sometimes a week isn't enough. Yeah, so so, but sometimes you need the time to kind of a break to for for to decompress and and to re- refresh. Um, and sometimes you, as you said, it might be that you know what it's my time to go, and so I'm going to need that decision. All are good, but just be thoughtful about it and uh, and think through where you're at.
0: And if you have left, if you've made that big decision, good idea to talk through what you've gone through. And in the end, you know, if there's a protagonist in your story or or something like that, uh, at a certain point, you you have to forgive and and move on. Uh, and you and I have talked about forgiveness, I think, a couple times in this podcast. And, you know, if you don't forgive at some point, you're just a prisoner of what happened. And, and I hate to be pretty frank with it, but at a certain point, there, you have to hit the acceptance button and move on.
1: Yeah, and you know what? Um, forgiveness isn't about accepting someone's behavior but it is about letting it go uh because you know what
0: except that the situation happened except and, and there's nothing you can do about it
1: right right it's so because it is you know when we hold on to stuff it's much worse for us but and the do. people that we live with yeah yeah exactly exactly
0: um wrap up greg
1: well chaos is here and will always be here and it will visit. It will visit from time to time. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit about in all situations, just how do you breathe? It's going to happen. So how do you breathe and be thoughtful around finding your way th- through it? Now, um, uh, the, uh, the only way uh, to get through it is got to go into it. Uh, but, how you go into it is the most important, so, as a manager, we talked about kind of uh slowing things down, uh helping people see where they can control being c- helping people connect with each other because in community, you get through chaos a lot better uh being clear and concise and and uh consistent in your message. these are all things that you can do, but it is actually about. Creating a safe, brave space again, kind of that salt. That's You haven't
0: brought up your book in weeks. I have Oh, not. my goodness. I have
1: not. But it is holding that space for folks to be able to um, find their own pay- pathway f- through it. Because um, you will get through it. Chaos is only for a while, and then it disappears. It may come back. Um, but uh, so important to um, kind of uh, get involved um, support each other and, uh, and, and move, move to it, through it.
0: I agree with everything you said, Greg. Wow. And, um, I think the thing that you said that really I love is you got to find your people. So over the 35 years plus that I've worked in the times where there's been that chaos going on, whether it's just short term or a longer term thing, it's all about the people you do the walk with. It's about your people. And uh, you know I've been in a, v- a bunch of different situations. And uh, you know, I've said it in this podcast time and time again. I've been blessed with good partnerships and working on good small teams. And when you have good people, it's, it just makes it more bearable. It makes it better. And then when you come out the other side, chances are it's a stronger partnership. It's a stronger group of people.
1: Well, it's funny because I started the conversation talking about Willow, talking with with uh, Danica, watching the show. I don't know this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's about like Lord of the Rings, and you know all of these. I'll never know this show, right? All of these (laughs) stories are usually it's about a group of people on a journey, on a journey, but and that have different skills and approaches and support each other through and different deficits, right, right. (laughs) And it's the same thing. It it is a common why those stories uh, sell so much. And can you go on? is because they're true connectivity belonging support care uh um, the
0: aspects yes are true not the story what no yeah you're right you're right (laughs) um listen we hope that some of what we have spoken about you find helpful we hope we didn't say anything uh that you found offensive or made you really angry but greg i definitely think your philosophy lands well on this episode
1: yeah, at each of the end, end of each of our episodes, I share a piece of wisdom that I learned from uh, my first coach. And she said, as we gather, as we go through our coaching sessions, there are going to be things that we talk about that are going to give you joy, get you excited, um, and things that are going to make you peeved, actually get you a little crunchy. Um, and the crunchiness is the stuff that maybe I haven't been doing as well as I thought or some missteps that I've taken. and Or that, it challenges you. Or something that challenges me. Uh, The joy, of course, are things that I'm feeling good about and moving ahead, but both are really powerful and uh, and things that we should reflect upon and learn from. So we do hope in each episode that you leave with a little crunch and a little joy. And uh, from both of them, you think through, how do I take this and apply it um, to become a better manager, a better team member, a better leader? And this
0: is one of those edgier episodes that we did, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it's so I think your philosophy lands are really really well on this one mm-hmm. um shout out greg mm-hmm. so we've been gone for two weeks although we went to the diner on saturday we did. and uh greg had exactly what i ordered it yeah, was yummy it was and and so i checked the uh stats yesterday there's still people downloading our stuff by the hundreds like we haven't been on at all there's nothing on our web page there's nothing and and so it's it's encouraging that you know there's couple of weeks off and people are still downloading a whole bunch of different episodes from all over the place. It's cool.
1: Well, I, we are hearing that a lot of people are getting back into podcasts again because they're traveling more. They're commuting. Commuting and uh, it gives them space to actually learn from each other and grow. So
0: That's cool. That's cool. And everybody got AirPods for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So I have three. Bangaluru, India.
1: Ah, very good.
0: Uh- Bullrith, Germany, I apologize for the pronunciation, and for the spelling by the look of my writing, and Philadelphia, USA.
1: (laughs) Well, I spent a lot of time in Philly, so uh, uh, maybe it's someone who... uh, who Knows Greg. Maybe, but what I love is like three completely different places, right? Uh, Bangalore, India, um, Germany, and Philadelphia. But you know, we're all experiencing the same things. Uh, we all work in places and we all live in communities and the things that we talk about are, are different, but the same. And so that's so awesome. It's all relatable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We're so all good. people. Yeah. Yeah. So great. So we're, we're back from holidays and, uh, we're hoping to do a couple of interviews in the next couple of weeks. So mm-hmm. folks, uh, stay tuned and, uh. I think that's it for me. Is that it for you? That's it for me. So remember, people matter. Take the time with the people you work with. They are an important part of your job, your success, or your failure. Talk to you next time.
1: Take care.